0: Welcome to another edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, we took last week off, so Ray Morrison, it's absolutely awesome to be back. A big hello to everybody watching live on Wendell Clark's Classic and Bar Facebook page, on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page, and a big hello to all of our audio listeners as well. Uh, Another episode and another guest with us as well. So a big thanks to uh, Saskatoon Blades Associate Coach Ryan Marsh for taking some time. Ryan, thanks for popping down and how have things been?
1: Good. Good. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, it's, uh, oh, it's like we think we were just saying, it's been a, a bit of a unique time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly nice to, um, you know, to, to have uh, some signs that we're going to be back out of here sooner than later.
2: You came in about three years ago, I think it was. Uh, you're from Mitch Love's hometown of Quinell, B.C. You spent a lot of time with uh, Edmonton. You also played some Canada West hockey with the University of Alberta in the day. But how, yeah. how do you enjoy Saskatoon three years in?
1: It's it's been great, yeah. yeah. It's been great. It's uh, it's become uh, a second home, and um, it's uh, it's been really good to me. I really like the like the uh, the city, and um, you know, started to, to build some relationships, and uh, over the course of time here with uh, you know different people that you come across here in the hockey world, and it's been uh, it's been good.
2: It's some big news from the Western Hockey League, uh, not all that long ago. Yeah, but. so
0: I think January eighth is the yeah. day that coaches players fans have circled on their calendar that's uh, the projected start date for the 2020 2021 whl season so uh coach maybe just your thoughts on how this has come about and how long this has been in the works and how excited you are to get back to coaching <laughs> meaningful hockey
1: i think you mentioned it there you know just being able to circle a date is nice and uh that was the tough part earlier is just just not knowing you know when we were going to start and there were some some dates that were were on the calendar but uh Nothing was for sure, and, and to, to finally hear that we have a date, we have a start for training camp, and then a date that we're going to start is, is nice to have, so we can, we can now start the plan and, uh, and put some of the work that we've been doing over the, the, this pause uh, into play here sooner than later.
2: In the WHL website, it says that the five Saskatchewan teams and the two Manitoba teams will make up an East Division. And that's who you will play for the entire regular season, which will be a little bit different. But hey, it's hockey, and we're all happy to be back. But um, have you heard any more? I guess the schedule has yet to be released yet as to how what this yeah. is going to look like.
1: Or? Yeah, there's still some, you know, some details to be worked out. It's on that's that's ongoing right now. I think there's actually a call tomorrow with, with regards to scheduling. So we may know more tomorrow or uh, sometime later this week. Um, but it will be within our division. Um, yeah. And you know what? I, I don't think we can complain. I think we just have to be excited that we're going to be back at it playing games. Um, it keeps travel uh, the travel low and um, obviously some really good rivalries within our, our division. And um, I think we're all just excited to, to get back to, to playing hockey.
2: Ryan, it was so tough. And Matt, it was so tough on March 23rd when that season did get suspended because the Blades were actually set to get a wild card spot when uh, the, the 2020 season was... Uh, was um called off mm-hmm. uh can you talk a little bit about maybe what the team was going through and just kind of maybe your reaction to seeing things just kind of come to a halt uh, when things were heating up in the western hockey league for for basically all the teams
1: yeah it was um we were we were trending the right way too you know yeah. we'd played yeah. some good hockey um we were 34
2: wins as of that march 20th date or something which
1: 34
0: 24 2 and 3 yeah i think it was i mean there's
1: always you know hills and valleys throughout the course of a season but um we had really kind of started to turn a turn a page there were a couple minor moves we made at the at the deadline and you know we were really starting to gel i felt uh as a team you know down the stretch there and uh you know for us it was it was weird i mean i can think back to it and it you know, it seems like a, it's such a long time ago now, but, you know, we were um, we had played a Tuesday night game in Moose Jaw and had made um, the plan to just continue on to get to Winnipeg. We had a, a game in, uh, in Winnipeg on Friday, and so we just continued on to, to Winnipeg. And so we were in Winnipeg and we were situated there and um, we were on the ice for practice on Thursday and, you know, preparing for a really big game against Winnipeg as we were kind of battling in the standings um, for seating at that time. Yeah. And um, you know, came off the ice after practice and we got the call that you know we were we're not going to play our game and that we were probably going to be heading back home to to Saskatoon. And so it was a, it was a really interesting bus ride, and then it just kind of spiraled. Next thing you know, uh, a few days later, uh, players were heading home. So um, you know, it's it's going to be nice to be able to, to see some of those familiar faces, and and just like I said, you know, there's been a lot of, of planning and and professional development going on from a coaching standpoint, and all the work the players have been putting in in this this so-called long off-season here. Um, it's just going to be uh, exciting to be able to get to put that into play here.
0: I
2: can't imagine what that would have been like for the 20-year-old players. I was players. just going to say that. You're know, you know, not you're, knowing yeah. it, you're on the bus ride home in the dark on the way back yeah. from Winnipeg. No idea that your, your junior hockey career, if it's going to continue, if it's over. I mean, just so many unknowns. And you guys being the leadership yeah. group or the coaching group, you would have had to... Have, and yeah. just some mentors to some, some young players <laughs> on that bus ride, and then after that, yeah. I'm assuming.
1: Well, you, you always want to, you know, like, like you said, as leaders of a, of a group of boys or a group of, of young men, uh, you know, you want to, you know, try to find a positive spin more times than not, yeah. and that was tough, obviously. Um, you know, we had three, you know, quality 20-year-olds, good leaders, like, leader, actually leaders of our team, you know, that were all uh, essentially playing for contracts, yeah. uh, you know, at, uh, at the pro level. Um, and looking forward to a real good finish to the regular season, and then you know, really trying to leave a, a real good mark in the in the playoffs. And you know, they kind of you know they got that ripped uh, ripped away from them a little bit. So um, disappointing, but at the same time, I think um, they all handled it quite well. And you know, and and we're we're very mature about it. And um, and again, now this year we're kind of in the same boat because there's there's 20 year olds now that were 19 last year that are you know essentially losing you know. Uh, a a part of a season anyways so you know hopefully we can get going and 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 it will be um not the case uh, of what happened last year
0: i know it might be a a long way away considering that it is january 8th but what are you kind of looking for or hoping to see out of your group when you look at the 2020 2021 season in terms of how you're going to play on the ice
1: yeah i mean uh, it's it's something that that Mitch our, our head coach Mitch love is is instilled from day one as is a, a team that's that's very competitive and hard to play against on a nightly basis and and that's something that um, um, you know that that we've tried to instill with with the team you know since we've come in and and that'll be the same next year you know I think that we've we've got that template down we've now had or we'll have uh, some players that have been in the system going into their third year that know the expectations and know uh you know, know us and are familiar with how we want to play and uh you know that's the that's the type of game that we want to play that it's just not an easy game when you're you know you're you're going up against the blades
2: you know whether it be Colton Dock or Aiden Delegachandier I mean that's the thing right you're looking for those players that have watched to now kind of fill in those blanks right and I, I use those too, just a forward and a defenseman but that's mm-hmm. that is going to be intriguing to watch especially in a season like this one because if the season is shortened, let's say it is forty-eight or fifty games, yeah. there's kind of a little room for error if you're going to make your mark and kind of stay in the hunt, right?
1: Yeah, there, that a couple of really good points there. I mean, <laughs> we have to be ready to go, like, and that's yeah. the, the the key piece because we're going to hit the ground running and things are going to happen fast, and that's it's uh, going to be important. So, uh, and you just mentioned, um, you know, two key players, two young players yeah. that are now, you know, especially in Aiden's case where he's coming into his third year. Um, not only with the team, but with us as a staff, and, and it'll be counted on more as a leader now for sure. Um, I mentioned the 20-year-olds that we lost in last year; they were all they were all you know critical leaders on our team, yeah. and so it'll be you know players like Aiden that step up um, in those roles as well as, as Colton. I mean, I'm really excited about Colton. I've seen him quite a bit this summer, being that um, you know we're both uh, you know in the Edmonton area in the off season, and um, he's worked really hard, really hard with his game. Um, over the course of this pause, to you know, to come in and, and be ready to go. The
2: bloodlines are there too, right? So Certainly <laughs> are. <laughs> there's, yes, defi- there. there's definitely that. Um,
0: <laughs> talk about uh, Tristan Robbins a little bit. Obviously, second round selection of the San yeah. Jose Sharks. Uh, the NHL entry draft was a few weeks ago. So, uh, kind of what you know, we all know what kind of player Tristan is, right? He's about that tall, but he knows how to put <laughs> the, the puck heart, in the back yeah. net, and he's the heart yeah. and the soul of yeah. the Blades. And uh, yeah. just how excited you are for for Tristan.
1: Very excited. Just, just a a real, real quality person. Um, comes to the rink every day with a smile on his face. Um, you know, it's. It, it, I've heard lots of coaches over the course of this pause talk about you know those those polarizing players on their teams that just kind of come in and just set the tone. And I mean, he just sets a, a real positive mood when he's around. You know, with that with his smile and his energy. And he he's just continued to work and get better. I, I know. Uh, you know, the year before last, he was. You know, kind of a more of a depth forward for us. And then last year he grew into a top six forward for us. And, you know, uh, is just a real critical piece to both our power play and our penalty kill and then our five-on-five play. Very versatile, too. You know, he can play on the wing. He can play at center. Um, he's, he's quick. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for Tristan that separates him and really helped him, you know, get drafted as high as he did is, is he's very good on his edges and he's very strong on uh, on the puck and he's hard to knock off the puck um you know you, you mentioned he's a little smaller in stature but he's he's got this knack of being able to protect the puck and he's very solid on his skates and it's very hard to knock him off when he starts to go to the net with his speed um he can protect it and he can take pucks to the net and he's very hard to get that puck from him and i think that is something that really separates him you know on top of his skill and his speed and his smarts that um you know, allowed him to get drafted as high as he did.
2: And you bring up a good point too. If you're ever around practice, Christian was one of the guys that players just gravitated to, you know, he's just, as you mentioned, has just has that, that personality yeah. that can be so uplifting in a, in a dressing room.
1: Exactly. He yeah. just brings a great attitude <laughs> and he, you know, he just, he wants to come in and, and be a hockey player and, yeah. and, just, and just, get better every day. And, uh, that's something that, you know, when, you know, players feed off that coaches, feed off that yep. for, for that exactly. matter. So, yeah. Um, really excited for him, and um, he, he's poised, you know, obviously to have a really huge role for us this year.
0: Well, he yeah, has one of the sweetest San Jose Sharks jackets that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> there it life. is. Right? I think that was his, his old <laughs> <Yep>. man's jacket because <laughs> yeah, his exactly. dad was a, yeah. a draft pick of the San Jose Sharks Our, as well. Blades, uh, yeah, his dad was a goaltender. Twitter, Twitter account after Tristan Robbins got selected. Yeah. You should go on the Blades Twitter account <laughs> and look at it because <laughs> it is nice. this retro San Jose Sharks jacket right out of the early Sweet. 90s. Yep. So it was fantastic. It looks coming back, Matt. You just well, wait. It's yeah, coming back, Exactly. Buddy. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, of course, is now open for business. You can enjoy their classics like the Chicken Tenders, the Wendell Burger, and the best fries in the business. They also have delivery, which, of course, is new to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. This upcoming Saturday, they are also hosting, showing... UFC, it is UFC 254. You can book your table at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. They are going to be open at 10 a.m., special time on Saturday. They're opening early at 10 a.m., just for UFC 254. I believe the main card is at 12 noon as well. And like I said, you can book your table by calling Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle, Circle in Idlewild, 306-382-1717. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you were in Edmonton. As an assistant coach before you changed to the Saskatoon Blades and uh, just came down the pipe uh, a couple weeks ago, Tristan Jari from the Pittsburgh Penguins just signed a new contract who was the goaltender for the Oil Kings. So mm-hmm. um, how was it coaching Tristan and how happy are you to see him get this contract with the Penguins who he has a chance to be a number one goalie now that Matt Murray is in Ottawa as well.
1: It's great for him. Um, you know, I w- w- was fortunate to, to coach him for the year after the Memorial cup and um, you don't really realize you know, how valuable it was till he was gone. You know, he yep. was just so steady for us that year, and obviously he had won the Memorial Cup previous and been drafted high. Um, but you know, just again, just, just continuing to work and um, get better and really work with his game over the, over the last number of years because I think he actually, from what I recall, I think he spent a little bit of time in the East Coast League when he first turned pro. Um, obviously, Matt Murray was there and as kind of the next guy after Fleury. And he just, you know, quietly was kind of doing his thing in the minors and just kept getting better and, uh, and working on his game. And all of a sudden, you know, now this, this past year, we kind of started to see those things that change just a little bit. The changing of the guard, you can kind of feel it yep. um, as the year went on and him kind of start to take over as, you know, the, the, I guess it was more of a 50-50 split. But you could really tell that he was trending the right way. And um, and now he'll, he'll obviously be uh, have an opportunity to kind of lead the charge there this year. So great to see.
2: Speaking of the East Coast League, like, what was it like being a Louisiana ice skater?
1: Oh, geez. Eh? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You, 70 games uh, I down was, down there. there. I wasn't expecting uh, that question to come out of nowhere. <laughs> that's doing your research there. But there uh, <laughs> um, I will say that uh, that, that was a great right? experience, first yeah, and foremost. For sure. As far as a life experience to spend some time um in the southern sp- part of the U.S. um great great uh great people there very hospitable people yeah. um and there was some real real good quality hockey fans there too as well um still have um um you know people that I I stay in touch with down in that area um we had a really good team that were the the thought of that year uh we had a great team in the regular season and we we kind of you know fell short in the playoffs a little bit which was disappointing but all in all, it was a real good experience down there. And again, somewhere that you know I would have never thought I would have ended up playing hockey, but um, it was a great experience. <laughs> and
2: I don't know anything about the East Coast League, but I'm assuming that it's probably a, um, a league where there are teams where there are pockets where that team must just be it in that center, right? The yeah, pockets where there's fans that are just loving their teams, right?
1: Exactly. A really, really good group of fans. And there's a, in a lot of college sports in that area. Right. Uh, there's a smaller university there. Um, but uh, there was a time where the ice skaters were the thing were the big thing in yeah. that in that building. And I was kind of part of the probably the down wave of that a little bit. It would, was really going strong there for a while but and still good um, when I was there. Like,
2: where was the team?
1: It, it was right in Lafayette. It's in Lafayette, in Lafayette. Okay, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, Louisiana, so um, not far from Baton Rouge, about forty five yeah. minutes from Baton Rouge. that was our main rival so um, okay. but yeah it was it was uh it was a really good life experience, like I said. And, um, you know, like I said, I, did, I didn't expect to be, you know, playing hockey way down there. But uh, as far as the East Coast League goes, I mean, it was, it's gotten, I think, uh, the quality has gotten better and better over the last yeah. number of years. I mean, that was a while ago. It was still good quality hockey. But now there's, you know, there's so many good young players. And, and it's become a younger league yeah. because there's different rules and regulations that only allow so many veteran players. So it's a, it's a breeding ground for good young players that might not be quite ready for the American League um, that are really close. And a lot of really good young goalies. It's a good spot, obviously, for young goalies to get lots of opportunity to play and then and, and, and then obviously then move up to the American League eventually. But uh, it, it was a great experience down there.
0: Well, that's where kind of the majority, especially recently, the majority of your goaltenders do develop, right, is in those East Coast leagues. I mean, it's rare that a goaltender gets selected in the first round of the NHL entry draft. Even if he does, he's still... X amount of years away from probably making an impact in the NHL. So you bring up how it's become a breeding mm-hmm. ground for, you know, development wise. And I think that's the case, especially with goalies. It's just my own for personal sure. opinion on it.
1: It's, always, it's a tough question. It's, you know, trying to find that happy medium between, you know, playing in a, in a higher level in the American League, but maybe sitting on the bench and not, you know, really, you know, seeing the action that they need or getting the minutes that they need. So, um, you know, from a goaltending standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to go down, and, and see heavy minutes develop, still work probably with the goalie coach from the organization who probably goes back and forth between the American League and the East Coast League team. so you're still getting great coaching. And then um, you're poised to step in You know when it's your time, uh, when the American League situation opens up a little bit.
0: You spent some time in the Western Hockey League as well with the Tri-City Americans. I noticed yeah. that when I was doing my research uh, earlier today. Uh, you played with Damon Lankow for a few seasons in yeah. Tri-City, and I believe... Yeah sheldon surrey too is that correct that is
1: correct yeah those have to be Uh, two of the better hockey
0: players that you were probably around in your time hey yeah exactly (laughs) no
1: those are those are two great names actually i actually played with sheldon previous to that too uh actually in junior a when we were even younger before that and we just happened to end up in tri-cities together so um there's an example of a guy that really took off you know as a little bit of an unknown as far as sheldon goes and then had a great career and um and damon was you know was was a good player right from day one you could tell that he was a special player um we came in together and um you know uh actually went on a, a little bit of a visit there before we even played in tri-cities just to to get a little bit of a feel so we had a little bit of a bond when we uh before we even started but those were some great years and then you know obviously he went on and had a great nhl career just uh you know just kind of a warrior type just uh you know played a lot of games played hard minutes for a smaller statured guy but uh some some real quality uh, teammates.
0: Yep, great
2: stuff. Do you want to take care of some business? And then we'll oh, this is all.
0: Oh well, well, I guess we were going to talk about the MLB, right, With <laughs> Ryan? Well, did you do your commercial yet? Yeah. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah.
2: You did. You want to do it again? No. No,
0: I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Of course, we heard that you're a big MLB fan. You also told us that you're an NFL guy as well. So, it is yeah. a little weird considering that it is the middle of October and there's no hockey on. But what,
2: did, what was your take on the run to the Stanley Cup? Like, for, yeah. for yeah. this Tampa yeah. Bay-Dallas series, I was, I was kind of pulling for Rick Bonas because he was a head coach, actually, for guys like Brent Ashton and guys like Pat yeah. Eldick. Like, he goes back so far. I was so pulling for him as a head coach to win a Stanley Cup. But... Uh, now another yeah. Shen has a Stanley Cup with Tampa
1: Bay. What, well, that, what your, that's a great yeah, look. look. What, what was your take on the? On oh, there's that? there's so many ways you could go here with yeah. with that question, but I love the playoffs. Yeah. I loved it. I and mean, it was hockey, weird. Right? Like th- those first few weeks of the playing games and everything, yeah. and you know, some of those were spent at you know at the lake at the at the cabin, and you're you're looking forward you're at the lake all day, and then you're looking forward to games at night. Right. I mean, I don't know. That was just a great kind of mix. I guess probably because we were starving for hockey. Um, but, you know, and I was a little bit torn with as far as where the, you know, the finals went being that bonus is a great story, you yeah. know, and he's been around for a long time. And I love the story, like the Kevin BX tells the story and he was getting a lot of play this year in the playoffs as yeah. far as an analyst. And he tells a story about the leather coat that they used to wear to make fun of him, a like kind of a slap shot type <laughs> leather coat back when they were in Vancouver, when they had him there. And he just sounds like an unbelievable guy. Yeah. And he's really yeah. changed with the times. He's like. He stayed current as far as being in the league that long. Spent so, a decade, exactly, you know, yeah,
2: like five different decades of coaching yep. in the National Hockey
1: League. I mean, then that's just the sign of a great coach to be able to stay with it, stay current, um, you know, almost reinvent himself a little bit as he's gone on. Um, but at the same time, there was a part of me that loved the Tampa story too because yep. of, you know, um, you know what, how they had kind of had the tough, tough time last year, and then they kind of reinvented themselves a little bit. They reset, and it's just a great, you know, a great. Um, sign of or you know it's it's a it's something for all teams to see when you have that you know that tough time against Columbus two years ago but then use that as fuel to come back and win the next year yeah. you know and then of course John Cooper being from Prince George so right. there's a little yep. bit of a kind of a northern BC uh tie there that and he was a Notre Dame uh, now
0: too yeah it was down in but La- La- I think Hawks. it's yep. I think it's
1: lacrosse though wasn't he no, or you're saying, States oh, sorry, or, that was in the yeah, States. Sorry, yeah, you yeah. meant you meant Notre Dame World World Hound. Cops, yeah, Cops yeah, Cops yeah, I got gotcha, you, yeah, I got gotcha, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's, yeah. That's, well, and then so I no.
0: was reading a story the other day about Steven Stamkos, and he was talking about, I can't remember what game it was that he came back, and he played those two or three minutes, and he scored that goal, whether it was game three or game four, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was saying how he, he got the puck, I think it was from Kucherov, and he made a move around the Dallas defenseman, and as soon as he made the move, he just felt something in his his midsection just tear. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, oh man, this sucks. And then he went down and scored and then he sat on the bench for the rest of the game. But like he knew as soon as he went around that guy, he's like, as soon as I'm coming off the bench, I'm not going back out. So,
2: the other piece of NHL news today, we know who our favorite play by play commentator is in hockey. It's Chris Cuthbert because we're a little biased. Uh, Doc Emmerich from NBC announced his retirement.
1: Did he really? Today he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gee, I that. And you think that, of yeah. all
2: those great uh, games in the United States, whether it was. Uh, I still go back to the Fox and the glowing puck, right? <laughs> but, I mean, he was there through Fox, through ABC when they had the rights, and through NBC. Who's your favorite yeah. hockey commentator? Who do you like? You mentioned Kevin Bieksa, but for play-by-play yeah, guys, Yeah, for play-by-play,
1: you like? play, well, you know, it's funny. Doc's been around, Emmerich's been around, and he's got that unique way of, of doing it. You yep. know, he's very unique. Um, but as far as, as my favorite, um, I'm a huge Cuthbert fan. He's yep. grown on me over the years. Yep. Um, so I would say he's right up there. Um, you know, there was a time where it didn't seem right when Bob Cole wasn't doing the yeah. game, yeah. you know, and I, and I, again, it's probably a, a little bit of a, a, it shows my age a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I grew up with, with Bob and he, you know, him and Harry Neal together were a good combo yeah. for a number of years. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I like Jim Houston now and then yeah. they think they do a great job. And I, and then the other guy that's kind of, and he's not play by play, but I thought Cuthbert and DeBrusque were yeah, a great Louis combination. Lewis, yeah. Yeah, we're a great combination in the playoffs. And um, it was great to see that, that Chris was able to come back and do those playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was great. It was a great one-two punch for for sports than I thought over the course of the the playoffs.
2: You've been around here uh, long enough to know that in Saskatchewan we are football crazy. So we're a little torn on that one because we don't get him for the Grey Cups anymore. But it is great that that he's going to finish up his career doing hockey and uh, hopefully there's a Stanley Cup for Chris down the road as well. But that's one thing that Chris does is he just makes people around him better. Like whether it's Glenn Suter as an analyst or all the people he worked with, Chris Walby in football or – you know, you think about him working with guys like Greg Mellon and now Louis Dabrowski. I mean, it's, uh, it is. Uh,
1: he was, um, he was a golden goal call too, was he not? Yeah. He was, he, was yeah. he had the golden had goal. So he hasn't had, he hasn't done the Stanley Cup, but I think. He's never done a Stanley yeah, Cup? Yeah.
2: Uh, actually, so the interesting statistic about Chris Cuthbert is he has called Olympic medals for Canada in five different sports. Like wow. from everything from synchronized swimming to hockey to track and field, to he's yeah. he's he's been the guy. So he's uh, he's pretty versatile that I, way. So And um, he can make
0: any sport sound exciting. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he, as, you know. as we used to say
2: about him, he can put the exi- excitement in the corner guard in curling. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, <laughs> that was what we used to say about Chris. So it out.
0: sounds like you're just an all-around sports fan. Um, so the World Series is now set, <laughs> right? Dodgers and, and Tampa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which way are you leaning in terms of the World Series?
1: I would have to say, um, you know, that – just, you know, the Dodgers is the team that I've been cheering for. There's no reason why I should say the Dodgers. I probably should be cheering for the Rays, being that, you know, they're in uh, the American League East, and yeah. like, we're all kind of, you know, somewhat Jays fans, yeah. and they play against uh, them. They've but... already got their Stanley Cup, Cup. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Right>? That's true. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Good point. Actually, good the point. the Stanley Cup was actually at the Tampa Bay
2: Buccaneers game of the weekend. They had the Stanley oh, Cup there. They were talking about that, that a little bit. And then uh, yeah. tonight the Fox crew uh, tipped but, its yeah. hat to Doc Emmerich. Yep. Yeah. I guess uh,
1: you so never know what the Buccaneers and the changes they made that you know maybe they have something going there. But if I was to pick a team, it would be the Dodgers. It was, um, you know, great to see them win that the game the way they did last night. And How about um, bets on defense, unbelievable, Isn't unbelievable. That
0: something? Two I mean, games like, in a row.
1: Yeah. The
2: catches that he's <laughs> like, been making in that series. Two games yeah. in a row. Just a couple of absolute robberies in the outfield to take take uh, home runs away from well, Atlanta.
0: Well, and the Braves were up what two nothing and three one in the series. The
2: Dodgers faced elimination yeah. three times in that series and have some way, somehow, found a way to win it. I mean it's just yeah. I mean Cody Bellinger was great. They got the pitching that they needed and now, you know, they do get to rest up and go with their ace now. Kershaw for game one here tomorrow night yeah. uh, against Tampa. So it'll be uh, it, it'll be it'll be really good. I understand you have uh, the nickname the closer. I'm not sure. <laughs> what you want to shed some light on this one?
1: The closer. Yeah. Oh, the closer, the closer. Yes. Okay. That might be an inside information, I guess, coming your way. But as far as, uh, I think you might refer to a little bit of the third period, the third period speech coming, uh, coming in. Okay. That might be it. Um, cause of my love for sports and you mentioned it. And I, like, I do like lots of sports. I grew up watching sports. Um, you know, my dad was big into sports and, you know, we always had the, the game on, whether it be baseball or football or hockey, uh, I love the analogy of, you know, going into the third and you know we've you know we've 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 got a pretty good start by our starter and in that second period we had a couple middle relievers come in with basically like, you know, old arms but just throwing <laughs> junk to kinda of get us through those middle uh, those middle innings. But in the third period you got that lead going into the third, it's time to bring the closer in. So we've used <laughs> that we've used is. that okay. analogy. We've used that analogy a few times going into the third period where <laughs> You really need to lock you it
2: may down. the story a little bit? <laughs> right? And I'm yep. also supposed to ask uh, has the carpet in the dressing room been repaired yet?
1: <laughs> as far as I know, I think it has. I think it has. Yes, I was uh digging into the rubber with the cleats actually. Ah, there you go. So uh we had to we had to do some repairs so ah. but you got to do what you got to do in big games.
0: That's well,
2: I mean, really, gonna, there's no
0: need to prolong to this we episode. episode. <laughs> so we thought
2: we'd throw that your way. Listen, thanks yeah. for coming down. We do appreciate it. Well, thanks, uh-huh. uh, thanks for coming and having some fun with us. And, uh, like, I, and like everybody, Ryan, obviously, we can't wait for uh, that January 8th date to get here and, and get things going.
1: Good stuff. I appreciate yeah. coming down, and, and thanks for having me on. Perfect. Great.
0: I appreciate it. Again, associate coach with the Saskatoon Blades, Ryan Marsh, joins <laughs> us on... This week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast, a big thanks to all of our viewers and all of our listeners. You can uh, catch up on past episodes of the YXC Sports Podcast at yxcsportspodcast.com. We will talk to you next Monday. Until then, stay safe.